0: Hello, Knife.
1: Hello, Trevor. How you doing, mate?
0: Yeah, I'm doing all right, buddy. Yourself? Yes,
1: mate. I'm doing great.
0: Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to We Need to Talk About Movies podcast. And tonight, we need to talk about science fiction movies. We thought we'd do a do a general sci-fi chit chat tonight, didn't we, Knife?
1: We did. And uh, I've got to be honest with you, mate. I'm quite excited about it. You are, yeah. Well, I guarantee that what's going to happen is we're going to start having a general conversation about a very broad topic, and then we're going to end up just talking about one film. Because normally, <laughs> when we try and just talk about one film,
0: we end up talking about everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So let's see how that goes.
0: Well, we're both big sci-fi fans, aren't we, Nath?
1: Yeah. Yes, definitely.
0: That's our geekery comes out in it when we talk about sci-fi films. I think more than any others.
1: Well, I've. I've- one of our first common grounds, as far as movies was confer- concerned, was was the um, was the Star Wars, the original Star Wars trilogy, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and it, uh, although not a film, I can remember us watching uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy BBC series quite a lot as well when we shared a flat. Yes, yeah, and uh, hugely disappointed with the film <laughs> when that came out. Yeah, oh, it's horrible, isn't it? It is horrible. It's just not. It's. It's lost the essence of what Douglas Adams had achieved in his books, hasn't it? Yeah. I think if you <clears throat>
1: if you watched it, never having read the books, it, it would just be just a blasé film. You, you know, you wouldn't be overly offended by it. But if you've read... It wouldn't grab you either, I shouldn't think. No, that's it. But if you've ever read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy you realise that the film is nothing more than a a cheap insult.
0: (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, it's like they waited for him to die to make the exact movie that he had been campaigning so much to not make, Yeah, you know? He'd wanted to make that film for like 20 years. The last 20 years of his life, he was set about trying to get that film made, but kept putting his foot down. No, we don't want a love story. No, we don't want a big, intergalactic chase you know and um what do they do as soon as he dies let's make it a love triangle let's make it let's have a chase and it's just lost everything isn't it trying to make it fit to a conventional film yeah. plot i'd love to see it get made properly at some point
1: oh i hope they do mate because i gotta be honest with you as far as books go um the the hitchhiker's guide oh it's just brilliant. I love it. I could read it end to end over and over.
0: Yeah. But I also (coughs) legally downloaded the uh, radio play and listened to the entire Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio play once as well. And that's just fantastic. But just, yeah, it's all lost in the film. Like in the first five minutes of the film, when they do the, the, the bit about the dolphins all flying off, which is in the book. Yeah. But it's not got this stupid fucking song and dance, is it? No. And then it goes to when Arthur Dent's house is being knocked down and Arthur Dent lies in front of the bulldozer and then Ford Prefect comes out and persuades the foreman to lie in front of the bulldozer for him as long as he promises not to knock down Mr Dent's house. And it's completely ridiculous. And the foreman does it thinking, all right, yeah, as soon as he's gone, I'll knock the house down. And he convinces Arthur to go to the pub with him in this one, stop! Don't knock the houses down, or what? Why not? I've bought beers. Oh, hey. it's like that's not even
1: a joke. No, it? no, that's it. It's yeah. It, the small, little, intimate scenes that are in the book that make the book what it is, like you say, are just lost or, or just blatantly abandoned, just to make this horrendous adaptation that yeah. just didn't need to be made.
0: And I mean, it's got a cast that should, it should be a good cast. You've got Martin Freeman. I wasn't a big fan of it. At that point, all I'd enjoyed him in was The Office and I, everything else I'd ever seen him in. I didn't really think much of him. And this, I certainly didn't. I thought, I don't want you to be Arthur Dent. Um, you got, oh, what's the bloke who plays zayford biebel another great actor i can't remember it's bill
1: bill nye plays um slightly bartfast
0: slightly bartfast bill nye plays slightly bartfast um no in the film oh god oh, really famous american actor now um sam rockwell right plays zayford biebel great actor Probably a really good choice for the cast, but what they'd done with Zephod Beeblebox was just ruined it, wasn't it? Yeah. Having his twin head in his neck. And it's like, now I'm crazy Zephod. Now I'm zany Zephod. Ooh, (laughs) for Christ's sake. Alan Rickman as Marvin, the paranoid android, you think, oh, that's going to be good. And it just misses the mark. It's just not... The design of it looks good. Everything in the film looks good impressive the design i liked it yeah it's like, but just nothing's there is it you know it's, it's not like the old i mean marvin's one of the highlights of the old bbc series isn't he yeah he's he's just a highlight of the books full stop Brain the size of a universe and all you want me to do is open the doors <laughs> but um i think the only thing that it worked in the film was um stephen fryer's the book Think great choice, and he almost sounds the same as the old, the old book, yeah. uh Which I can't remember the name of the chap who was the book in the old play. Anyway, that's hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's kicked off our science fiction. We just talk about that for two hours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Knew this was going to (laughs) happen.
0: So before we get into the sci-fi, Naif. Yeah. Oh no, we weren't. I was going to say, have you watched any other films?
1: Recently? I watched a film today, in fact, Trev. No way. I did. I actually
0: watched a film. Hang on a minute. I'm just pinching myself. <laughs> Go on. Talk
1: about it. Right. I was bored this morning, so I put the TV on, went on Netflix. The very first thing that came up was a film called Love and Monsters. All oh, right. So it's uh, a sort of post-apocalyptic sort of world where... So it
0: fits into the sci-fi talk. Well done.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I knew this was going to happen, see, so I thought, oh, yeah, better quickly squeeze a new relevant sci-fi in. Yeah. So basically there's a meteorite heading towards Earth. We launch a load of rockets at it. And there's a load of chemical fallout from the rockets that we launch. I mean, we're talking a serious amount of rockets. And any cold-blooded living thing on the face of the planet somehow gets mutated by the fallout from these rockets or whatever, the chemical compounds. Yeah, so frogs, snakes, insects, fish, all of these things sort of grow, mutate, and turn into these hideous creatures. 95% of the world's population is decimated people are living in small little communities in these little um colonies uh isolated from each other and uh this young lad is in a colony where everybody's sort of coupled up he happens to somehow magically make radio contact with his ex-girlfriend from seven years ago right before the apocalypse uh turns out she's in a colony about 85 miles away and he's a complete pansy as well like he's a complete like wuss he's like right I'm going for it. I'm going to go find her. Yeah, it's about his adventure going to find her. Like, you know, it's an all right film. It's not really about the special effects. The special effects aren't anything to write home about. There was one point where this creature busts into their bunker and all of a sudden I was, thought I was watching The Fly again.
0: Well, rather that than the uh, the man who killed Hitler and the Bigfoot.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it was a significant <laughs> step up from um, the effects yeah, of that. that. But yeah, it was all right little film, mate. I quite enjoyed it. Pass the time. Cool. Well cool. what, what about you, mate? You watch any films?
0: Yeah, I've watched a handful of films, actually. The one that sticks or stuck in my mind for a good day or two afterwards was a film called Mother. Right. Pretty weird film. Right. I don't know how I felt about it. I love films that are weird. And this is um, the director was Darren Aronofsky. He also wrote it. And it stars Jennifer Lawrence. Javier Bardem, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Ed Harris. And it's basically an analogy of Mother Earth. Basically, Jennifer Lawrence represents Mother Earth. And she's this basically, she lives with Javier Bardem, who represents God. Yeah. But in the film, he, he is a poet, a writer. And she is his wife and she makes up this house for them to live in. And he starts letting people in and it's like people coming on the earth and they're just destroying the house. It's it's so strange, so surreal. It starts off really good. It fucking spirals rapidly at the end. But I think sometimes it's like really clever and sometimes it's like uh, it's too, too much. You know, it's too like, oh, God, this is blatant now. And, yeah, it's just a very strange film. Very dark. Yeah. Twisted. If you like weird, dark, twisted films, uh, go and watch it. Because it's really stylish. It was, I really I really enjoyed it. But I think by the end, I hadn't enjoyed it as much as I had to start. But then after watching that, I needed to chill. Mate. <laughs> so I, then I went on to the Richard Dreyfuss 80s movies. Yeah. Uh, comedies. Um down and out in Beverly Hills, and stake out. Right. I needed to get that mother out of my mind, you know? Yeah. but
1: Yeah. yeah. Mate, I felt like that with the fly, if I'm honest. Yeah. Some of the imagery definitely needed to be gone. It's
0: like the opposite of an earworm, isn't it? It's like a visual worm that you don't want.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Once you've seen it, you can't unsee it.
1: you know what? I get a lot of that with lads at work with their bloody mobile phones
0: oh god oh look at yeah look at this
1: no 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 i can't ever unsee that what have you done i know
0: i know it's repulsive isn't it it's horrendous yeah it's a sad state of affairs some of the things that these lads are watching and laughing at
1: yeah yeah it's uh
0: and you think how is that available so readily some of it
1: yeah you know and it's just like why why what on earth made you think i wanted to see that
0: i don't know it's a new kind of Dick swinging, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a pissing contest, isn't it? Who can watch the worst mm. thing and laugh at it or something? But mm. half of it, I haven't got the stomach for, if I'm honest, mate.
0: No, I don't want to see stuff like that. And I know working on building sites and a lot of the younger lads are the ones who sort of, I don't know, they know where to look. I wouldn't want to know where to look.
1: Yeah, mate. That, I think it's, it's not necessarily their fault. We're just living in a world where people are desensitised to it because, it because it is so readily available, as you say.
0: It's almost like a dystopian science fiction future, isn't
1: it? Oh, my God. Was that good? Yeah, no. <laughs> What's the name of the film I'm thinking of? Idiocracy. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's science fiction, Nate. That could kick, us, kick start us off onto our science fiction tour. Yeah, well, the, the problem is,
1: is idiocracy is becoming a reality, isn't it? Oh, Donald yeah. Trump was president of the United States, for fuck's sake. <laughs>
0: it is becoming a reality and it is i love the beginning of idiocracy and it shows you all the working sort of clever people are career minded and when they come to try and have children you know they can't have children because they've left it too late in their lives and then you've got all the idiots who are straight off the school bus breeding, then splitting up and breeding again and then their kids are all interbreeding at young age and it just it shows you like in diagram doesn't it yeah yeah, yeah. two couples and then it just how one's just spawned that's our future it's just idiots
1: Swear <laughs> where we're at i'm afraid my friend
0: yeah it, it is a frightening truth isn't it Nate? yeah i think it's mike judge isn't it who done um king of the hill and beavis and butthead
1: right okay yeah 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 that makes sense now
0: but um yeah idiocracy even though it's a sort of a stupid comedy It makes a valid point, I think. Evolution. We've sort of peaked, and then we're going to go back.
1: (laughs) It it is total devolution, isn't it? Yeah. But it's, well, well, what can be done about it, mate? Nothing can be done about it. I think that's just the way the world's going to go. But I think also it's the way, you know, governments want us to be. They want us to be idiots, don't they?
0: We're just a consumer nation, really, aren't we? Well, nations. It's all consumerism these days, isn't it? yeah and a lot of science fiction films reflect that don't they if you you ever seen rollable
1: rollable yes 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 i have
0: with james Carn, and it's the basically in the future there's no governments it's all corporations isn't it that run the world right and there's no wars and basically like there's one sport isn't it rollable and the people go to watch that and it's like a really violent Game of throwing a metal ball around whilst on roller skates being dragged around by motorbikes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
0: remade, wasn't it, with Ben Affleck? I've never seen the new version, I must admit.
1: No. Well, if Ben Affleck's in it, probably not worth. Don't have a particularly high opinion of him as an actor, if I'm honest.
0: No, not. It's not a lot of his films that I've raced out to see. He did surprise me as Batman. I didn't think he was a bad Batman, but the fuck me wasn't the. Weren't those films shit? <laughs> the Zack Snyder, Batman and Superman. Such a dull film. It just went on and on and it was like Yeah. I could never sit through it again. But anyway, that's that's Superman.
1: That's <laughs> enough of <for> superheroes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> kind of a science fiction. I mean this is what we got talking the other day and we was like gotta list our ten favourite sci fi films, weren't we? Yeah. And then we both went away. And both sort of hit the same hurdle, didn't we?
1: Yeah, it's like, what actually quantifies <laughs> as as science fiction? You know, is there a crossover on the line? Because the thing is, is it's, it's quite a blurry line now, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. But th- what you were saying is there's loads of subdivisions within science fiction itself. Yeah,
0: I think there is. I was looking and thinking, like, I've got a science fiction shelf. But then I've got a sort of a shelf which is... Sort of blockbustery sort of movies, which is anything from Ghostbusters to Back to the Future. And I'm thinking, well, they're both science, science fiction. fiction. Yeah. But they're not on my science fiction shelf. On my shelf, I got films like Moon 2001.
1: Oh, Moon.
0: Yeah. And I think Interstellar. They, yeah. they are all one division of science fiction. Yeah. They all fit into sort of your lifelike sort of space not adventures are they they're more dramas interstellar possibly veering over into sort of adventure fantasy but
1: now with interstellar what did you think
0: about that i like christopher nolan films and there were some really good bits in that but it did when i was watching it i didn't think it needed to be too to be as long as it was right i felt the ending had sort of been Oh, this is exactly just his own version of 2001 A Space Odyssey.
1: <laughs> Won it though. Won it. It was, wasn't Want it? Won it yeah. though. That's exactly what I thought when he's in that weird light show thing. And uh, is she in the library or something? I oh, fucking, I can't remember. But is he trying to hint at a book or something or talk?
0: Yeah, he's pushing books out of the
1: yeah. bookshelf. It's fucking weird. But yeah,
0: it was a bit strange, wasn't
1: it? It was all very. um. Very two thousand and one y wasn't it? Yeah. It's I gotta be honest, I watched it, it didn't really shout out at me, it didn't really scream watch me again, if I'm honest.
0: No. But Moon, on the other hand, it's just a great little
1: movie, isn't it? It's a brilliant film.
0: That's Sam Rockwell again. Zayford Beeble Books.
1: Right, okay. Ah uh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. I I'm sorry, hang on. I'm I'm scrolling through Empire's Top 50 science fiction films. Oh, the moon right. was in there. I'm just
0: trying to. Don't worry about Empire. I think they like get paid to say what films are good each month.
1: <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't really rate these as top 50 science fiction films, but Interstellar's in there.
0: Yeah. Robocop
1: 1987's oh, in Robocop there.
0: Robocop should be in there, Nath. Come on. Yeah. Whereabouts A- is X- that? Ex
1: Machina. Yes. Robocop was number 20.
0: Right. That's fair enough. And I've got. Looper Looper's in there you seen Looper yeah I I quite enjoyed Looper I need to watch it again I liked Looper Bruce Willis isn't it and um, Tommy from Third Rock yes third. that's
1: it Joseph Gordon-Levitt
0: that's it yeah that's and great. another
1: favourite uh, actor of mine Emily Blunt oh yeah always always had a thing for yeah. Emily Blunt
0: I like Emily Blunt because if you fall on her she doesn't cut you
1: yeah no that's it or if you drop her she doesn't stab into anything
0: and that's how I like my actresses harmless 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 but um yeah Moon I think I love Moon because it works especially the first time you watch it you're watching it everything's sort of falling apart for him he has this crash but the Kevin Spacey as the android uh, not the android the computer what's it called do you remember it's got like the the yellow smiley face isn't it
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: runs around on the computer gertie but he's he's there up on the moon and he's all on his own and then he has a crash and when he comes back there's another him there isn't it
1: yes yeah there is that's it like they they it's uh, almost like uh, the Martian moment where they, they he has a crash and sort of everything assumes that he's dead. And then so life carries on. And then, yeah, when he gets realises he isn't dead and finally gets back, like you say, there's, a, there's another him there. And it's just like, what
0: the fuck's going on? But um, as I was saying, the computer, the artificial intelligence, Kevin Spacey as Gertie. Are we allowed to talk about this? Because it's got Kevin Spacey and I, I guess we're not allowed to mention him anymore. Why not? because he's a, he's a naughty boy. What's he done now? He's a dirty dirty man. <laughs> <laughs> he's another one knife he's got got caught out mate, didn't he? Kids is it? No, young men. Oh good. Good. Yeah. But yeah, you're watching the film and you you're you've got this artificial intelligence and you're thinking how, aren't you, when you're watching it? You're thinking oh this this artificial intelligence it's gonna catch him out or so. Yeah. You're always thinking that, but it's um it surprises you. It's not it just works on that a different pretense. The first time you watch it, you're trying to suss stuff out. Oh, uh, just a great little film.
1: I just the interaction between himself and himself is just brilliant. I love love how he how he plays it. Sam Rockwell, considering it's basically a what it is essentially a one man show. Yeah. It's just fucking amazing how he done it. You know, yeah. I I can't imagine what it would be like to, because essentially act to nothing to then fill in the void with yourself at a later date.
0: Yeah. Well, I wonder, because it says um, Robin Chalk is credited as his clothes, the Sam Bell clone. Right. So he must have had someone else to act out with. Yeah, and then yeah. They, whether they CGI'd his face on there. It doesn't look like it, does it? It's really good effects throughout it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's 2009, so it's fairly modern. So, I mean, they, yeah. they could be able to do that.
0: But, I mean, was that after to, the Tron came out, Tron Legacy, where they superimposed Jeff Bridges, a younger Jeff Bridges, on himself? <laughs> yeah. And you could sort of tell it's good, but you can sort of tell it's not quite real. Yeah. Whereas in Moon, I can't remember watching that. I'm thinking. Oh, that's standing out. You just, you just believe in what you're seeing. Uh, know the director of Moon?
1: Duncan Jones. I don't know him.
0: No, it's uh, David Bowie's son. No way. Yep. Yeah. You ever heard the song "Kooks"? The Kooks by David Bowie, written about Duncan Jones. Get on when he was a baby. And um, another film he done was Source Code.
1: Yes, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Yes, that was a weird film.
0: Yeah, I quite liked that. It's where he's on the train or something, isn't it? He keeps trying to do something. I can't really remember. but
1: They're trying to preempt something, aren't they? They're finding a bomb on the train and they keep sending him back through or, or something. I can't, yeah. can't remember. But I enjoyed it right up until the end of it where you see him in his little fucked up state. Then, yeah, it just made me feel ill.
0: <laughs> I cannot really remember anything about it. I remember quite enjoying it at the time. Um, and I've just saw this here now there's actually a, a sort of a sequel to Moon called Mute right it says it which on Wikipedia it says it serves as a spiritual successor to Moon and Jones ultimately hopes to complete a trilogy of films set in the same fictual, fictional universe
1: that's quite recent Mute isn't it Neo Noir science fiction. Yeah. Pff, whoever, whoever knew that was a genre? <laughs> I oh,
0: yeah. you, there's loads of sub-genres of science fiction, Nath. Fucking hell. James Cameron created, or he didn't create, he, Tech Noir is what he calls films like Blade Runner. He sort of coined that phrase, Tech Noir. Right. So Blade Runner is a science fiction film, isn't it, Nathan?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is a science fiction film, yeah. I did watch the new one. Have you watched the new one? Yeah, I did. Yeah, with Ryan Gosling, isn't it?
0: Yeah, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it
1: was all right. I don't think um for I can't remember the reason why, but I don't th- I think there are other reasons why it didn't have my full attention at the time when I was watching it.
0: Yeah. Fumming through Pornhub on your phone, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it it had to be it had to be something I was doing on my own because I can't imagine that I would suggested watching it on a
0: date. No. <laughs> um, and it, the new Blade Runner, uh, f- what was it twenty forty nine? Is it called? It is, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah, I think so. So we
0: ain't got long to get to that future now. <sighs> no, considering we've now passed the future in Blade Runner which was 2019, wasn't it?
1: That's crazy, isn't it?
0: Mm. But, um, yeah, Blade Runner 2049, directed by Denis Villeneuve. And he directed, I don't know if you've ever seen this one, a film I thought was great, was, um, Arrival. Yes,
1: I have seen that, yeah. Yeah, that's where they got those two, they go up into that weird, um, spaceship thing. They're like
0: cigar pod things that, Sort of hang over the earth, aren't they? Yes,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And they, they they go up on like a scissor lift, and then all of a sudden they just get sucked into this gravityless fucking spaceship, and then they're trying to communicate with those two creatures, aren't they? That's it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, yeah, did I really quite...
0: enjoyed that. Go on.
1: No, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah, I really, really liked that. It was a good film. Good, nice was...
0: twist at the end, wasn't it? And it's like it all tied up at the end, but you. He's trying to suss stuff out. But you're not really – you keep seeing these flashbacks all throughout the film, don't you, that uh, Amy Adams is having. Yeah. But you're not trying to tie it to what's going on. You're just thinking she's going through that at the same time as she's going through this alien encounter. But it's not until the end and it all ties together. And it's like, oh, fucking wow, that was great. It was like a more cerebral version of Closing Counters of the Third Kind, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm not entirely sure I can remember the flashbacks and the. Uh, right. Uh, I can't remember the twists so much.
0: It's all to do with time. Their language disrupts time. Right. And when you're speaking that language, it's like there is no time. It's like there's no. Backwards and forwards, or up... It's like... Yeah, they're, because they're, they're... Yeah, fucking mind-blowing, but it, it's so clever it made sense.
1: Because they're like, trying to warn us of something, aren't they? But they mistake them for being hostile?
0: Yeah, that's it. There's a, a one symbol that comes up, and they think it's like attack or something, but it's not, is it? It's it's a warning rather than a...
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, a threat. But, um, all right, spoiler alert, if you don't want to listen to the end of arrival just, just switch off 10 minutes <laughs> um but yeah it's at the end it's her flashbacks haven't happened yet right and it's the language i can't remember quite how it works but right she now knows what's gonna happen but she accepts it all. oh fucking strange but if that makes any sense <laughs>
1: yeah I, I don't really think that needed a spoiler alert trev
0: no <laughs> <laughs> but it ties up at the end and I like it yeah. spoiler alert I might have, over
1: yeah. might have to watch that again
0: <laughs> so we sort of yeah discussed then Moon uh, two, uh, Interstellar based on 2001 a lot of influences there but more realistic like working man in space like The Martian as well I suppose would fall into that wouldn't it oh
1: mate that I, that has got to be one of my favourite science fiction films of recent years Yeah. I really enjoyed The Martian.
0: I need to give it another watch. I did enjoy it, but it wasn't, it didn't blow me away.
1: I think, no, no, it's not like, it's not like a blow you away film. I just really enjoyed the feel of it all the way through.
0: Yeah. It was a sort of a feel good. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's a comfortable film.
0: Optimistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: it? it. That's what it is. It's like. Um, Robinson Crusoe in space type thing isn't it yeah uh, I think more than anything I just enjoy um, Matt Damon's character yeah I just think he's brilliant the way he talks to, the way he does his vlogs you know the way he's so upbeat and how he's gonna science the shit out of it and how he's uh, sort of colonizing Mars or, or claiming Mars by growing vegetables on it or whatever using his own feces and then the way like works out in a real tenuous sort of way that he's like a space pirate and oh my God, just everything. I just really enjoy it all the way through. Like, you know, yeah. Great character.
0: I do like Matt Damon. I don't, I know he gets a bit of stick after uh, team America sort of (laughs) mocked him a bit, but I think he's a good actor. I can watch Matt Damon. Yeah. I really enjoyed him in downsizing. I think that was a really, one of those films that people don't get, they go in the trailer doesn't, sell the film as it is does it no it doesn't at all. the trailer makes it look like a a zany comedy he's got shrunk uh oh (laughs) but it's it's a real thoughtful sort of a drama isn't it yeah 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 it's fuck and once I'd watched when I was watching it once I'd sussed it this isn't a comedy I was I really enjoyed it and I think a lot of people go in expecting one thing not getting that and going oh shit Turning it off. Ah, uh, couldn't watch it. Didn't watch it and it was shit. Wasn't funny.
1: I I, I liked it. I've got it here yeah. on DVD.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really good. I've actually got a few um, films by the same director. Uh, Alexander Payne. Right. Um, And they're just always sort of easygoing films. I've got one called Election, which I haven't watched, but it's all about high school elections. Like, you know, when they have like the high school pupils being sort of head of year sort of thing. Right, yeah, I'm with you. Over in America. And that's meant to be really good, so I'm looking forward to watching that. Uh, I've just got it recently. But one of the ones that I really remember is Sideways. You ever seen Sideways?
1: Sideways.
0: Oh, and About Schmidt. Oh, no way. You done Election, then About Schmidt, then Sideways. What's
1: Sideways about? It's not
0: science fiction.
1: (laughs) Well, no, 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 I just...
0: (laughs) It's basically... um, Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden Church, who's, I, as sad as it is, I always recognise as the Sandman in Spider-Man 3. Right, yeah. They're on Thomas Hayden Church's Stag Do. And it's basically just the two of them going off to taste wine. And Paul Giamatti just wants to drink wine. That's his mission. Yeah. You know, we're going to sample some of the finest wine America has to offer on this road trip. And Thomas Hayden Church is like, I just need to get laid one more time before I'm married. And <laughs> it's like this clash of characters. It's just a really great yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. It's just them. It's almost like the trip with Rob Ryden and Steve Coogan, you know, it's just these two opposing characters enjoying each other's company. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. But yeah, Downsizing. Fantastic little film, I thought. Yeah. And another Any film, point- with Matt Date. Go on.
1: Well, I was just going to say, what genre of science fiction does it quantify as, though?
0: Qualify as?
1: or Yeah. Um, it's going to say, if I go on the it's IMBD, <laughs> it'll tell it's just me. It's a
0: sci-fi comedy.
1: Drama, drama, fantasy, sci-fi.
0: Yeah. It's not... It is a comedy, but it's not a, like a Will farrell slapstick comedy, is it?
1: No. No. No.
0: If you're talking science fiction comedies, I guess you're talking... Sp- Spaceballs. Spaceballs, if you want to. <laughs> Probably a film that's not aged well, I should imagine. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Ghostbusters, I was. we mentioned yeah. earlier. That's got to be a sci-fi, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I found a list now. If you go into Wikipedia and type it in, and there's a list, and it just sort of brings up everything that's classified as a comedy and a science fiction. Yeah. Quite a big list, all in alphabetical order. Men in Black. Yes. That would fit in there, wouldn't it? Mars Attacks.
1: Yes. I
0: listen to another podcast sometimes, and it's uh, Alex Zane, who does that Rude Tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has a a podcast with a couple of his friends. For the most part, God, they irritate me. Um, But they compare films. It's called Clash of the Titles, and they compare films together and they compared independence day to mars attacks what and they fucking loved independence day and they slated absolutely slated mars attacks whereas i've nothing but love for that film yeah and i i unsubscribed to them that day i've actually subscribed to them again now because i miss that film conversation but i've recently watched independence day the build-up to the event in that film, the first sort of 45 minutes is absolute gold. It is really good cinema. Bit of fun, bit tongue-in-cheek. But then after the explosion of the White House, the film is just boring. It just goes on and it's just, oh, I couldn't be bothered. I didn't even watch the end. Yeah. Whereas Mars Attacks, I just think, just fantastic. Just great little sort of satirical nonsense comedy and
1: the cast in it oh my god it had such a strong cast didn't it
0: yeah jack nicholson in a couple of roles wasn't he pierce brosnan was in it pierce brosnan uh
1: jack black's in it yeah weren't well, michael j fox in it as well
0: michael j fox is in it
1: yeah danny devito's danny devito
0: in it bars attacks glenn close and Ben benning pierce brosnan danny devito martin short jessica sarah jessica parker michael j fox rod steiger tom jones tom jones yes pam greer Natalie Portman it's just a good film. It's just a funny, funny film. It
1: is brilliant. I can't understand why anyone wouldn't like it. No,
0: it's just silly, but it's just great in it really Pierce Bosnan does invents that machine to translate what they're saying, and it just it <laughs> says the opposite all the time Yeah, yeah yeah and then when they go into Congress and they think they're apologizing, they come in and kill everyone in congress and then that old lady's laughing (laughs) they just blew up congress
1: (laughs) 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 and what's the record that they play in the end it's just brilliant isn't it uh, oh
0: it's like yodelling isn't it country (laughs) and western with yodelling just all their heads blowing up. Because that,
1: that woman, that old woman's completely off her head, did not she? She's like fucked in the head. Yeah. And uh, she's just playing that music and nothing bad happens to her all the way through the film because she's just... And she's just oblivious to it as well.
0: Oblivious, yeah. It's just great. But like her grandson, isn't it, Lucas Haas, and they like send him out for donuts or something, didn't they? And then when they were watching the aliens landing and then the alien does the circle with his finger. Yeah. yeah. It was, it, whoa. He just done the international sign of the donut. a <laughs> 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 yeah, fantastic film, just a so fucking oh, brilliant.
1: it is good, mate. I need to watch it again. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that's your comedies, isn't it? Films like that and Men in Black. Yeah. Um, they got Back to the Future in that list, but we'll get on to that because I think that that comes into time travel. Science is that a
1: whole genre of
0: itself? Is like it? You got dystopian science fiction. One of my favourite dystopian science fiction films is George Lucas's first film. Have you ever seen it? THX one one three eight. I haven't. It's, I mean, being dystopian, it's bleak. People are being governed and controlled, and in this, they're just numbers. You know, THX one one three eight is uh, the name of. Uh, Robert Duval plays THX and he basically, they all have to take these drugs and then like get on with their jobs and the drugs sort of keep them all dulled down and suppressed. Yeah, yeah. And they got like android police following them around and making sure nothing happens. And then uh, he basically stops taking these drugs and then starts to realise that there's more to life, you know? And he starts falling in love with this woman. And then they're trying to escape. It's just a really great film. It was, I think, like Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas and that. They yeah. all teamed together. And they was all going to make films and help finance each other's films. Right. And George Lucas done this one and almost fucked his com- career completely.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: People didn't like it. It didn't work at the cinema. No one went to watch it. Studios hated it. And George Lucas almost never directed another film. (laughs) He had such a shit time. And like the little group of them who all made films, I think it all sort of disbanded after that. Right. But then he saved himself by going on and making American Graffiti. Have you ever seen that? That's the film before Star Wars. And basically without American Graffiti, you wouldn't have Star Wars. I think
1: it's like you're taking me on a history lesson
0: i am a little bit and i george lucas you think you only know him for star wars because he made star wars and that's it science fiction changed forever you know yeah but he had a real vision of science fiction before that with thx was such a different film to star wars but then when he made um american graffiti he was sort of a biographical story about himself growing up in Los Angeles, going around oh California, just driving their cars around, listening to rock and roll.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. it has got Richie out of Happy Days in. And it was a more personal, sort of light hearted comedy. Richard Dreyfus in that as well. Um and it just was a success, done well. And then he had a bit more of a backing then to get Star Wars made, even though no one wanted to make Star Wars. Which
1: that, I mean, You're just not. that one statement in itself seems almost ridiculous now, doesn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, even when they were making Star Wars, I mean, I've got the box set and I love the documentary. There's like one disc is just all about the making of it. Yeah. And it's just heart-wrenching, but heartwarming at the same time because you watch George Lucas struggling to get this film made and no one, none of the cast, none of the crew... None of them had any idea what the film was about. Harrison Ford and that used to take the mickey out of him and say like, you know, you could type this shit, but you can't say it. (laughs) And um, he just had such a horrible experience. that when he finished filming it, he said, I never want to make another film again. He vowed he's never going to direct again. If only he'd kept his word and didn't direct a Phantom Menace, (laughs) you know? But yeah, that's why he had different directors do Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. No way. Yeah. But yeah, Star Wars was one of those films that up to the last minute, they didn't know if it's going to be a hit or a miss.
1: And But like you say, it did change, change the face of it. Because the thing is, is you see it in so many other things. Like, have you, uh, you remember Thundercats, right?
0: Yeah. They're remaking that now, aren't they? I've heard this recently.
1: Right. Have you ever gone back and watched the very first episode of Thundercats? No. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it because uh, you'll you'll feel like you've been yeah. cheated out of out of time.
0: I've watched other old cartoons that. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, mate. I watched some old Transformers, and you you suddenly realise how much of a of a wimp Optimus Prime is, and you're just like, oh my god. This, this is disappointing.
0: Transformers was literally just an advert for toys. Yeah. You think the toys came after the cartoon? They didn't. The toys were there. They needed to sell them. They made a cartoon.
1: Right. Well, it worked.
0: There's a brilliant documentary on Netflix called um, The Toys That Made Us. Watch that whole series, Nathan. It's just fantastic. Each week, it looks at a different toy. Yeah. There's history of a toy. There's only like... I think there's three seasons and there's like three episodes in each season. So nine hours of viewing. It's fucking brilliant. Well, now it starts with star Wars.
1: Now I've got a bit of time on my hands. Maybe I'll go back and do that. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> like Thundercats, right? Yep. So they're traveling on a spaceship and then, uh, you've got this young frustrated guy, right? Yeah. That is Lionel. And then, um, Lionel, like, they crash land and and some old geezer, who's his mentor, dies. Yeah. And then he keeps ah. coming back to him as this transparent ghost that only he can communicate with in his hour of need. <laughs> That's <laughs> his Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? And then when he decides he's going to fight, he's got this sword... That is tucked in the back of his glove. That is really small, and then when it needs, he needs to fight with it. It grows really long, <laughs> like a, And I'm just like, oh my god! Like, there's so many parallels. This is just fucking Star Wars with cats.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> silly cunts.
0: Yeah, we well, are remaking that now. Apparently, oh, it's a film.
1: Good. Can't fucking wait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Star Wars basically it just launched. It changed everything in science fiction, didn't it? And for years then, everything wanted to be Star Wars or wanted to be like Star Wars. Yeah,
1: everyone wanted to jump on that money train, didn't they?
0: Yeah. And I think even though you had Star Trek as a TV show, I'm pretty sure that the motion picture didn't come out until after Star Wars. Right. So I guess they was like, oh, yeah, people watch that, but we don't want to see a film of it. And then Star Wars come out and they're like, we've got to do a Star Trek film and apparently it was absolutely shocking wasn't it
1: have you not seen it i've not
0: really been a star trek fan no
1: but... i t- got to be honest star trek like the the most recent ones yeah that it actually started to get good
0: they feel more like star wars though don't they
1: yeah 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 but that was
0: jj abraham's introduction to m- that was him making star trek as star wars wasn't it before he made star wars
1: yeah but the um the original star trek films They just, it just didn't seem like it had the budget in the same way like that Star Wars did. It just felt the special effects just felt awful and tacky, like a TV Mm. show in comparison. Yeah, you know.
0: Well, I think that's the credit to George Lucas here because I didn't. I don't think he had a huge budget, and I don't. And I think they cut a lot of it. But he was, he pushed special effects, didn't he? Got people they basically creating those effects from scratch. Yeah. And even that to, like, get to a certain point, right, we've got to finish this film, and they, they had no special effects still. And he's like, you guys have got to pull it out of the bag. And they did, you know, look at just what's on the screen. You've never seen anything like it. And these guys had created that technology at last minute, in sort of like in a garage, you know? Yeah fucking fantastic
1: but the thing is you go back and watch it and it still stands up
0: yeah you know and i think he borrowed like from 2001 all the spaceships had like dirt and rust and things and george lucas was the same you know everything has to look old and crusty and used yeah it's a used future
1: past It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, yeah, set in the past. All right,
0: don't be fucking pedantic. (laughs) (laughs) But the the
1: thing that I loved about the, the feel about Star Wars is the fact that it's not, nobody makes a big deal about the fact that they're in space. No, it's so matter of fact, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's just like totally normal. Whereas, well,
0: it's like us driving down, you know, we're popping out to Tatooine for for a bit. You coming? Oh, no, I'm all right. I'm going to stay here. I've got to go off later for me shopping.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's just, it's not, you know, it's <laughs> it's not like other science fiction films or stories where sort of they make a big deal out of it. It's just like um, the, the, the traveling, the space travel thing is just really a sort of, Well, yeah, it's just very, like you say, matter of fact, just normal, commonplace. And you you get that feel from it. You know what I mean? You don't feel like it's a big deal. You're
0: just propelled through the story is the thing. The story is everything. The world, the universe, the the universe you're watching it is just where it's set. It isn't about that. It's just set there, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, it's great, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I fucking loved it.
0: Hi everyone, it's Trevor here. i uh, interrupting this broadcast to say we will continue this science fiction chat next week. We chatted for hours and we thought we would put this out as two episodes. So please tune back in next week for part two. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please make sure you subscribe if you haven't already, subscribe to us, share us and rate us wherever you can on whatever you're listening to this podcast on. Also, come over to Instagram and Facebook. Look for us. We need to talk about movies podcast. And please, come and comment. and Let us know about some of your favourite science fiction films. Anyway, we will see you soon. Take care and cheers.